This is JFM Podcast. to you then thank you so much for choosing j101.9 fm you're on to the show let's talk where we bring to you issues happening around you and the tabloids we try to look at them prefer solutions and also um um keep your hearts abreast of things happening around you um it's a lovely day it's actually a monday it is the 24th of april 2023 another day to look at um happenings at the senate um, the national assembly and all of those things um that bother you allow me to say that bother you they kind of bother you yeah and that's 35 days to go buhari also finally noticing that he has left nigerians with failed promises i don't know it took him this long to actually actualize that or see that come to reality but hey we will move forward and we will not look back. My name is Abigail Simon. Welcome to the show. I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mika. Mika, Mika, I love you. Morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to all our listeners all over the world. Um, it's a good day. Like you said, 35 days still hand over. 35 days before our president-elect assumes office and takes over the reins of power. 35 days for hopefully a new dispensation, even though uh, many Nigerians are not upbeat about the new you know, process, about the new president-elect. But... Like I've always said here, our job as people is to ask questions, is to hold the people who have been elected into positions accountable for the things they've done. 35 days before, um, you know, the supposed Messiah who was, you know, touted to be the one to save us from the doldrums of a politically inept, of a military inept presidency in President Woodlock, a Billy Jonathan, you know, 35 days before that Messiah leaves office and leaves us without vegetables of success or, you know, or vegetables of whatever you define as failure or failure. So 35 days, we are counting down to, you know, a new dispensation. But for me as a Nigerian, what is most important is that we do not let politicians off the hook. We don't let them go scot-free. We continuously ask them questions, demand of them what we have to. Over the weekend, um, I saw um, you know, Festus Kiamu, senior advocate of Nigeria, you know, who is you know Minister for State Labor and Employment in Nigeria, you know, talk about his properties in the US, talk about his properties scattered all over the world, you know, which he had invested in while he was still legal practitioner in Nigeria. And it was interesting. It was interesting because for the first time in a while, we are asking these people questions and we are demanding they give us answers. Whether or not those answers are uh, are comf- we are comfortable with those answers, whether or not those answers are true or false, I think we have gone one step further in demanding that we get answers to where our politicians and public office holders get their wealth from. Um, he obviously, you know, made mention of, um, you know, the books that's, that, that certify that those assets were his. And while I don't have details on those, I also think that Nigerians are beginning to be more aware the only problem, however, is that the questions we ask, maybe they come from a place of, you know, being 
being hurt. Maybe they come from a place of, I don't like you, that's why I'm asking these questions. Mm. That is another angle we need to look at it from. But I think that I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're asking questions. Um, also, over the weekend, um, we we saw the you know committee, presidential committee of the APC dissolved. Um, hopefully, dissolving of that committee would lead to rest the unnecessary conversations from members of that committee, the Bayonano guys, the Festos Kiyamos, and the the plethora of people who have been consistently disrespectful to Nigerians on social media and in other media platforms. I hope that you know, since the committee have been dissolved, they will go back to their original jobs which they were employed for, which taxpayers money is paid them for and do the job as they should. But hey, that's five days, like I said before. And we'll you know, embrace a new president-elect, embrace a new governors, embrace a new senators, embrace a house of representatives, and would we'll also embrace a new Nigeria, mm. even though I do not know what that new Nigeria looks like these days. Um, I think every single day that passes, every single time we see news uh, in the media houses, it just leaves us, for me personally, it leaves me more demoralized than optimistic. I, I don't... I don't feel the need to be hopeful especially when you look at the monies that have been looted look at the conversations we are having look at the statesmen from people who are supposed to be at least we think supposed to be above us in terms of intellectual and moral standings and the kind of things they say and do and the hope that nigeria will become better it sort of deems for me but again i think that we all have to as nigerians be optimistic as much as we can we have to stay the course we have to hold forth like those same game of thrones we have to protect the gates and ensure that um, the the people that want to come and attack us in winter, <laughs> because winter actually is coming. And and winter. if you don't know, winter is coming. Winter is here already. So. <laughs> okay, winter is here. Winter <laughs> is here. So you all guard yourselves. Yes, it's just as uh, can said, please guard yourself, guard your heart, guard your minds, everything that you need to guard, please guard it. And as he said, we always have to stay optimistic and really not pessimistic um i think that i want to believe that nigeria will be better not maybe not in our own generations but in generations to come and we've also the presidency election has come and gone the, that of the gubernatorial has come and gone the national assembly election has come and gone even the senatorial has come and gone but one of the pertinent questions that people are asking is when these people vie office and when they begin to um obtain power and begin to work the questions people are asking uh would the elected officials do has has they has their promise when they um their campaign rallies i'm sure they made promises they brought out um, what they call those things their manifestos they spoke to people about it and the question is would these people stay true to their word would they do what they have said they would do and for some people um the questions to ask them do they believe in the process that brought them and you know a lot of people will clamor and say oh some are happy that yes they won office some people have complained that their mandates were stolen i think in this in this election mandates a lot of mandates were stolen it's, it's normal mandates. it's normal mandates for mandates are stolen. <laughs> stolen a lot of go to court mantra has been pushed out there and i'm sure that nigerians are still waiting and anticipating anxiety for the election um, tr- um, petition tribunal to begin and everybody's just awaiting to see what the outcome will be by the end of the day. We have 35 more days and Nigerians are anticipating will we have an interim government with the new <laughs> president-elect to be sworn in. A lot of questions lingering here and there and I'm sure that Nigerians want answers to those questions. Oh, oh definitely. Uh, and I think we do deserve answers. And I also think that um, for 
the politicians and public office holders who have been elected, those ones that will be appointed, I think that they would have to, maybe not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time, they would have to be more accountable to us as a people. Mm. Um, I think the days of just doing whatever you want to do, the days of going about your business however you want it because nobody's asking you questions, because nobody cares to know what you're doing and how you're doing what you're doing. I think those days are over. I, I think that, you know, the awareness that people have now. Um, on, on Saturday, yeah. I, I, I was I also salad and, and I heard women talking about the Plateau State Heart of Assembly, Bohaha, talking about Abok, Ayu, can, you know, Governor Lalong and all of the things. Whether or not those conversations were true or not, but people were having those conversations on what is happening to them in the States. And I think that for the fact that people are becoming more aware, people are asking more questions, it puts the political office holders on their toes. And I do not want any of us to relearn. Um, We've seen it several times in the country where people make promises, get into office, and they for either they forget the promises they made or they do not care for how we feel on whether or not those promises should be kept to us. And at this juncture, at the point where we are, we yeah. also need to ask questions. Secondly, I think that when political office holders get into, when they make promises before they get into power, it is easier to make promises. You know, I've seen it's, it's very, very it's easy. easy to write things on paper and say, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this. But we also need to understand that the things that you say you would do would have to deal with the present realities. First off, the economic realities of our countries would determine whether or not certain things can be done. Uh -huh. If you say, I am going to provide a million jobs, then does our reality provide you the uh, the opportunity or the you know the the space to to, to make those jobs available yes you cannot that. so so while we while we love what they say in their manifestos why we like what they say when they come to speak to us we also need to ask ourselves critical questions are these things plausible mm. and, and there's something i heard you during the um um, gubernatorial debate here in Plateau State. And it's something I think that a lot of people, political office holders, need to also embrace. Um, I remember um, the governor-elect, um, Grace Akilev, moved around using this word exactly, low-hanging fruit. And I think it's important that politicians, whether or not a president or governor is signing to a rep, go for the low-hanging fruit first. You know, we need to know what are the fastest things you can achieve now in the next six months, in the next three months, in the next one year. The quick fixes. The quick fixes. Because a lot of them, you know, tell us we want to make you know the state or make the country technological technology hub wants to do this want to do that and i'm like yes it's beautiful but the reality on ground doesn't accept it I, I made this point because over the weekend i had a conversation with some people even though we didn't go as planned and you know a, a, a video of the president-elect talking about tax incentive you know for businesses that have up to 500 employees yeah. on how he's going to give tax incentive to them he also mentioned something about you know improving electricity and those things were beautiful. However, um, the reality on ground do not exactly support such quick fixes. First, our legacy problems are not a function of money because we know how much we've spent on electricity in the last eight years. Mm -hmm. It's not a function of, oh, we are not putting money into it. So you are putting money, but the monies are going to places we do not know. I think, I think our problem for the, for the electricity sector, um, I stand corrected, is the fact that we have the things on ground to Definitely. be able to generate as much power as, at, we as we should. But we have, I think Nigeria's major problem is the fact that we have low maintenance skills, that, which is one, because those things are there. How many are functioning? We have had um, the 
collapse of our greed how many times happened and when, <laughs> and for every time that these people have been brought to to speak one of them i remember that they were speaking and he was speaking from a place of i think the chairman i don't know what his name is i don't remember his name anyway and he was saying they have seven of these things that can help generate but they have six of them that are not functioning so every power it's is on one. just one just one. So, and, so it's not it's not the function of you not having. And he was it. even saying it's not the function of buying more because if you buy more, how you don't we, ma- how, and you how don't how maintain, maintain it. it. It doesn't make sense. The ones that you have, you have not properly maintained them to the point where they can function, and you are, you want to make expenses for new ones. It just just it just makes. He no said sense. just I'll try. Just say you want to chop money. Uh, exactly. So okay, <laughs> like I said, our, our problem agency is not about the money we are pumping. It's, it's the fact the that mm. we're not doing the simple things right. So if, if you're going to provide electricity for us. The simple things have to be done right. Exactly. The people in power who make budgets and the budget goes into their pockets need to be checkmate. Um, you also mentioned something about tax incentives. And tax incentives are beautiful on paper. But recently, I think it was last week, I saw um, where the United... I think, not the, I think it was the, in the World Bank made mention of how Nigeria's tax to GDP ratio was verified. Basically, we are spending more than we are um, getting, we are right? More. Even here in the state, mm. for example, um, the um, permanent secretary of, you know, uh, mentioned something about how we are not taxing people enough. Our tax net is either not wide enough to get as much people as we can, yeah. and even the ones that we are getting are not even properly documented and accounted for. So again, Nigeria's problem, biggest problem in terms of industrialization is not a tax incentive. I will pay tax if the things are right. I will pay tax if I have lights, if I have power. I will pay tax if I want to go and get my forms, or I want to get my license, and someone doesn't ask me for 2 million, even though it's supposed mm. to be 500,000 naira. The things that stop us from growing economically are not tax incentives. They are beautiful. And um, recently, I heard that, you know, um, I think some months back, where FDI in the last quarter of 2022 reduced by about 70%. So we yeah. had less 70 percent less of people coming into a country to invest mm. we had a lot of people leaving the country even after starting businesses i also saw on social media where many people say that in 2015 after the you know, president Barry was elected as president they left you know wherever they are in in different parts of the, on the country of the world rather came to nigeria to invest in businesses and those businesses have died i also saw that in five years nigeria is about three million businesses in five years so they have crumbled have crumbled that's one that one that are documented we're yes. not talking about the small the, businesses the small that could not work businesses. so again I want our political office holders to be practical in their solutions. I want them to not, like they say in the street, not give us bubu. Don't give us zobo because it is nice to see. Mm. Give us things that are practical. And as Nigerians, we need to ask questions. I, I, think, am- I think gone are the days where we sit. Um, what are days where we sit, we fold our arms, we just watch and allow things just no, go we, by. We, we, can't. We, we can't. We can't be living in such a world right now. I think uh, we are such, we're in such a dicey situation to just have our lips folded and our arms folded. Yes, we, 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 we jubilate and we're shouting. I remember in May 29th, 2015, when they called Buhari Megaskia, which is the man of truth, and when people were shouting, say Baba, say Baba here and here, and now 35 days is leaving, and he is now fully aware that he has failed Nigerians on some promises. And I remember one time on the show where we looked at the key, his key performance indices, almost nine of them, and we're trying to see at what point did he do well on one of those, on the nine points that we had. Which of them was Which, was, which was them, was, was he successful? And we couldn't really... 
um, couldn't we, we couldn't really I can't tell you one now place, my my Oga at the top. Yes, we couldn't place anyone there. Um there were a few uploads here and here and there, but at the same time they were not um apl- I don't know where we, how I would put it, but it was not applaudable enough. It was like two claps, two thunder claps, and that's it. And that's all. It's supposed to be a standing ovation. We're supposed to have a standing ovation. But is it possible, though? Is it possible for us to have a president who leaves office after four, eight years and we applaud them? Is it possible? It I, is possible. Have we, have we, have in, in the last 20 plus years of our democratic role, have we had such precedents? We had had we I, I had had we had if there's an English letter. I think we did. Um, was just that we one of them we couldn't leave long to finish up what he started. But he was he was making plans that Nigerians love. That's the later Musayara Dua. He yes, when he came into power, I know that one of the things that he said that made Nigerians say, "Oh, you know what? We're going to trust this man to deliver." He said he knows that the process that brought in him in was not right. But he was going to do right by Nigerians. Well, yeah, life came and life cut everything short. But I'm sure that if Musa Yaradua had lived long to fulfill all to fulfill all that, I'm sure he would have been one of those presidents that uh, Nigerians yeah. would have applauded beautifully. A lot of would have, but but yes, but, they would but have. We, yeah. we, we had you know um, you know President Olusegun Obasanjo. Yeah. We had um, President Ebilugun. Yes, we had those. We've had you know, Muhammad Buhari and, and these three presidents. Of these three, which of them would can we say as Nigerians who have lived through these three different you know uh, uh, presidents, can we say give us something to cheer? I know for some people it might be subjective. They might come from angles where it had benefited them. But I think I would not. I won't be able to answer for Nigerians. Nigerians should no, answer no, for, for you. For you, which, for, of, them, for which of them do you think? Because because I, I think that when when we when we talk about our past presidents and, and our past leaders, mm. it's it's easy for us to focus on they did this this bad. Which is I, I don't think any president in any part of the world leaves office. Maybe some part leaves office and everybody cheers them. There are those who would say, oh, you did not do this, you, you did not do yes, that. Definitely. But but I think what's, what makes a democratic process beautiful is that you can draw the lessons from their good and draw lessons also from, from their, their bad. bad. So, for example, I, I know for um, President um, Olusegun Obasanjo, one of the things he was very focused on, and we saw it, you know, even while he was in office and after he left office, was for economic development. The yeah. fact that he was able to attract this Nigeria's brightest minds from all across the world to come back home to ensure our economy grow. And under him, we, we had one of the fastest growing economies in the world. We, we actually we were, we were supposed to be the, maybe not Silicon Valley-esque, but we're supposed to be the next big thing that will come. I think that's when Nigeria as a country, not just uh, 1970-1980 success, but our democratic role where people thought, okay, these people can actually compete with the rest of the Western world in terms of economic development. And I, and I think for me, his economic policies, some of them were beautiful and some of them, well, had their questions. But I think economically, you know, Lucia Gobasanjo was that man who was very focused on the economy. He was, he was decent. I wouldn't say he was great. He was decent in ensuring that certain things happened. You know, we saw our numbers in terms of growth rate, you know, increase pretty well. We also saw inflation numbers, you know, in single figures. Um, these days, as a Nigerian, when you talk about single figure inflation, you're like, ah, I don't, I don't know where last I experienced, you know, five percent inflation rates or four well, percent inflation It has rates. grown in in the last four eight yeah, years. Yeah, right, twenty two percent, twenty one percent plus these days. So, yeah. so I think for Olusha Gobasanjo, one of the things I was I was super grateful for is that during his time there was a lot of economic development. Mm. Some of these policies, in terms of you know political plays were not particularly welcoming especially given that in a democratic system setting 
things were not supposed to happen, but they did happen. We also would have to understand that how, however, uh, what's the word now? However bad some of his policies were, however terrible some of his political ploys were, we were coming from a somewhat military regime. So it was kind of understandable, not saying it was, you know, passable, but it was understandable to see that some form of high-handedness were used in democratic processes. But I think economically, he did decently well. For um, President, good luck, Billy Jonathan. One of the things I remember personally mm. and, and from conversations I've had with people was that as much as people were not comfortable with some of the things happening in terms of security, there seemed to be some level of direction to where we are headed towards. Whether that direction was good or bad, it all depends on where, where everybody stands. But I think that for good luck, Abele Jonathan, there was some level of we're going somewhere. We could see some kind of development in terms of infrastructure, with some kind of development in terms of the the way he listened to people. He, even though people often don't want to take you know, a president listening to the yearnings of his people as, as a criteria to judge him for success, mm. I think that empathy is a major part of leadership we haven't exactly had in previous leadership. Um, Obasanjo was an amazing president, but he wasn't the most empathic of men. You know, we had <laughs> military rulers, so obviously uh, their trainings did not necessarily you know, equip them to be empathic. But for me, I think the fact that he was empathic enough so listening to us when we said stuff to speak with us as often as it did was good. Like again, like I said, there was a trajectory he seemed to be heading towards. Yeah. Whether or not those parts were good, whether or not, you know, political undertones, you know, clouded and colored those parts to make them look as terrible as they did look for us. I do not know. But I think that, you know, good luck, your Jonathan had a sense of direction. He, he knew, he knew, what, he knew he wanted, what he wanted, what he wanted to, to do achieve. for us. And, and he was good. For our current president, you know, President Muhammad Buhari. I also want to believe he also had plans. No, um, he, he did have plans. So uh, we want he to had be, plans. Yeah. Yes. Eight he years. Did he achieve those plans? No. No, he didn't. Um, so but everybody comes into power with plans. Everybody, myself and you, I'm sure, when we came into the office today, we had plans. We had plans. We did. We did and he didn't go. He didn't, yeah, he didn't go as planned. Did yeah. go, the plan not go as planned at did, all. Exactly. So I, but, I think it happens. But, 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 the, but, the, but what, what makes a leader, a, a great leader, is mm. the fact that you can adjust as the time changes. Exactly. Um, with, with, with Muhammad Buhari, the promises he made on campaign grounds when fifteen, the $1 to $1 naira, the insecurity will be solved, the economy will be growing, all of the things he said. While I understand that our economic realities changed, you know, I understand that things happened that were not, you know, planned for. There was COVID-19, there was fall, there was fall in, in, in oil prices and international market. You know, there were insurgencies and, you know, um, insecurity issues we never anticipated while i understand all these things happen what makes you a great leader is that you're able to adjust accordingly to tackle these issues as they come and still at least to meet up to the promises you made overall i think the president did what he could do i think that you know given what we have and what we've been living through he did, I won't say he did his best because he has certain things that could have been done differently, certain mm -hmm. things that could have been done a whole lot better, certain policies, certain body languages, certain statements that could have been made. But overall, we, we've come at to the, so what's the end of his regime? And I think that if there's anything a lot of Nigerians, at least everyday person on the streets would do is 
heave a sigh of relief. Finally, we are done. Um, I don't know if this sigh of relief will be long-lasting because when, when you look at the fact that the person coming into power after him is from the same party... It's not a, one everybody likes. Not one everybody likes. It's the same person who, mm. was, who spearheaded his own, you know, his own campaign. We're asking what would be the difference between a Muhammad Buhari and mm-hmm. Ebola Admetinobu. We're asking, what would you do differently if you were the leader of the APC and the president under your party made these policies and you as the leader were unable to speak to these persons to change them? What assurances do we have that when you are in power, you would do something different? And I think all of these questions are what you know burdens a lot of Nigerians. But like I've said before, what will happen as it is right now, president-elect, governor-elect, and all of that will happen. Our job is to ask questions. Our job is to ensure that this democracy, which we pride ourselves in, continues and grows from here. We cannot lay on our backs and watch political leaders do whatever they want to. And, and public office holders too, we need to start answering a lot of, of questions. questions. You, you cannot say, eh, I, because I have been appointed by the president, I can do whatever you like. You no. answer to us. We pay your salaries. We pay for the house you sleep in, for the cars you drive, for the clothes you wear. Except, of course, you are still our, our, our phones. Then you can say we don't, but even that's still our phones. So, as public office holders, you need to start answering questions. You don't, you don't have the leeway to sit in the comfort of your houses, in the comfort of your vacation homes in the US and the UK and tell us that we don't have, we would ask you and you'd answer us when we ask. And one other thing is that you make yourself available for people to ask you those questions. Mm. Do not go in hiding because that's another thing. They go into hiding and you don't even find them them. to even ask those questions. Make yourself available. If you really want to change the order of things, if you want a new Nigeria, for and I'm passing this message out to the public service or holders, if you want a new Nigeria, if you want the people to trust you better, if you want that in the next four years they still vote you back into office or you still retain your appointment, make yourself available to the everyday Nigerian and when they ask you a question, give them answers. If you cannot give an answer at the moment, do not just um, just bobo them. Bobo them. <laughs> you might, we will I think Nigerians will give you the opportunity to go and think well and come back, and come back again. But, so. but, but is, have you noticed that a lot of people and this is, you know, I think it goes across not just, you know, political holders, even public holders mm. when they get into power, they become so distant. Exactly. They seem very unreachable. It, it seems as though they are now at the pinnacle of whatever it is they want the, to get. The position comes with wings. And, and so you, you, they, can't, you, you can't... You see them flying off. You can't talk to them. You can't reach them. They, they, I, some, I, I remember when a former uh, minister of sport here, Barrister Solomon um, Dalong came and he mentioned something about how the people around these people shield them from the rest of you know the people who voted them and people are supposed mm. to be answerable to. And my question is, while I understand this shielding is necessary sometimes to protect them, I think that if you are a leader, you the responsibility to speak to the people who you are leading is important. Very and, important. And, and, and leadership does not entail aloofness. It does mm. not entail um, this, you can't reach me, I'm so special, I'm so far removed from the rest of you. Your feet shouldn't even be touching the ground. No, no, you are not, you are not, a, even if you're a ruler even, you are a leader of people and the fact that you cannot speak to them freely, the fact that as a governor, for example, you cannot walk on the streets of your state without security agencies trailing you back and forth is a problem. Mm-hmm. You should be worried that you are not comfortable 
suitable enough to walk on the streets of Jos as a governor of Plateau State, to walk on the streets of Namu as a governor, and people are not holding stones at you. You should be worried that you've done something terrible. So I'm 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 saying to you know political leaders, make yourself available. We we cannot be uh, I, I won't say we cannot be friends because I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> I don't want to be friends. I, I want to do my job. But we cannot we cannot progress as a people if we don't know what is happening. If you make us seem like we are less than you, it makes it hard. If you make the people feel Speak less to the people you mm-hmm. are leading. The local government know. chairman should not their house should not be barricaded and we have bulldogs at the gate. You know be house, aware of dogs don't be enter. aware of dogs don't enter. House of Reps members, senators in other developed climes, you can call your house of reps and say, yo, I'm coming to your office. When can I see you? he go like, oh, you send me by 10, 10 a.m. You go there and he see, and he will listen to what you have, have to, to say. say. Yeah. Once you attain power, you become a demigod. Anyway, you can be a part of the conversation, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. We'll open the phone lines right now for you to be a part of it. 090-5566669-081218-77777. Those are the numbers to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, my sister. Morning to you. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Hello. Okay, do well to call us back zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Those are the numbers to call to be a part of the show or www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and of Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank you very much. My name is Sadi Kumar. I'm calling from TCNT Junction. All right, Sadi Kumar, go ahead. Yes, thank you very much. You see, uh, when we are talking about performance in this present administration, I think there is nothing to talk about. That's why we are saying in the end of this administration, the president, Mohamed Buhari, is going to uh, leave Nigeria with a failed promise. Because everybody as a Nigerian have testified. We cannot compare or contrast with what the promise of the president has done. Mm. We do not expect the president to do something that uh, 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 we do not promise of. But according to the what we have promised, that's what we have to change. But you see, even in this last last election, now we promised of a free and fair election. But you see, and all Nigerians the controversy. Yes, are you, are you getting me? Yes, loud and clear. Yes, so all the controversial issues that come up on this election now, the president is silent. He did not say anything about it. So he said he has given Nigerians a free, fair, incredible election. So, 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 so you see, and everybody has known this uh, election is not free and fair and credible. Because when the uh, uh, presidential uh, election was announced, there is not any state that was celebrating. The state is just like in the money. That to tell you that there is something questionable. But yes. you see, we, we are calling on the president-elect. There is a hope for Nigerians through him. Since uh, 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 Nigerians are thinking that they are disappointed by uh, having him, we should uh, uh, like, uh, like surprise Nigerians right. by uniting Nigerians and bring something that is very, very credible. Mm-hmm. And in Plattusian also, we are even thanking God that he is taking over because the, 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 the governor-elect 
the governor of the people, the people are the ones that vote for him. No. And the kind of celebration behind him have shown that, yes, he's ready for the people. So there is a lot of hope on the governor. Mm. That's to tell you that we don't have any tension on the plateau in terms of, but in the national level, we are hoping that the president will wash away the failure of this president APC. And, oh. and the APC Thank you very much. God bless you. All right. Thank you. As he said, uh, he's hoping that the new president elects surprise Nigerians <clears throat> and do right. <laughs> I pray. I pray he does. We're all waiting uh, and looking forward. We, we, need that, we need that surprise. Desperate. We really need to be surprised. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one. Two one eight seven 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 www dot facebook dot com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Head on there, dropping your comments. Let's know what you think about the new officials that have been elected. Would they do what the people want? Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, my sister. Good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? All right, go ahead this morning. Uh, uh, I want my America. I'm calling from Bukuru Park. All right, mm-hmm. go on. In Nigeria, politics is a big business. It's not a service. Mm. And anybody who sponsors himself or gets sponsor and gets into power wants to get his return on investment. So the issue of uh, people expecting anything from elected people and all those things, you cannot get anything. Nigeria is derailing. Nigeria is going down. Are you with me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Hello, yes, we can hear you. Yes, Go on. Nigeria, Nigeria is sliding down. We are not progressing. Well, we will progress. We, ha- we have to be hopeful. Be hopeful that we will progress. Yeah? Be hopeful that we will progress. At least, if not for uh, you, for your generations to come. Wait, now. We should be talking about facts now, not fantasy. Okay. Are you getting me? When right, somebody is giving you, pro- when somebody is giving you promise, where are the indicators that he will fulfill the promise? But as are an individual, what promises have you made to your children concerning their future? Another mm, question that you should ask yourself too: Would you be able to keep <laughs> up with your promises that you have made to your kids too? Look, let, let us let us not start deceiving ourselves. Mm. There are no industries working in Nigeria. Electricity is not working. The monies are being sent overseas. The people, a lot of Nigerians are migrating out. Our best brains are leaving. These are signs of frustration and of hopelessness. Let us not continue to live in fantasy. There is no, I have never seen the, 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 the brightness in the future of Nigeria. If we want to be serious, we should be able to come down and sit down and have a, a blueprint of how Nigeria will work. Not political uh, political parties uh, manifestos, which they cannot fulfill. Let us be thinking about, uh, positively All about right. good things that we can do, not uh, living in fantasy. All right. Thank you Thank so you. much. That's Thank you so much. Thank have, you. Yes. Have a lovely day. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name or where are you calling us from? Uh, this is Ajus, sir. I did say go ahead. Eneka uh, and Adigel. Yes. I want to ask you a few questions. <laughs> can a good thing come out of Egypt? Yes, a good thing can come out of Egypt. Egypt is a country. Uh, you say? A good thing can come out of Egypt. If he wants to come out of Egypt, he will come out of Egypt. Uh, let me, uh, and again, can a leopard change his color? 
Can you what? A leopard. Can he change his color? If tamed well, he can't change his eh? color. If tamed. My it's... sister and my brother in the studio, let me tell you something. I have there is anything that comes out of this. And it's actually the medics. Because. Hello? All right, do well to call us back. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Yes, I'm Obina calling from Bukuru. All right, Obina, go ahead. Yes, you see, we cannot expect um, changes from this new government. Why? Thank you. You could see the transition uh, committee. Mm. Somebody like Bayo Anonuga. Mm-hmm. Is among the transition committee. Mm, yeah. Check his uh, tweet. Is this kind of person who is on this transition committee probably will be given a minister? How do you think this same person will unite this country? How do you think people will, you know, look at this, this person? So these are people, when you see people doubting, there is so there is nothing that will change is as a result of this kind of thing. Check that list, fifteen list, uh, fifteen man, fifteen man list. Yeah. Does it have the spread of this country? Just go and check it. I don't want to say so many things on air. All right. You can see, you can see, you know, there are sidelines of a particular uh, site in that list. So what are you saying? Now, even look at our former president, who is saying we should forgive him. Does he mean that all this while that he really said how faithful God has been to him? Yes. He cannot use this and then, you know, give back to the country. You know, it is only the masses that need to be patriotic. But mm. all these people who have been uh, uh, on, on the side of uh, government, they don't be patriotic. Mm. You know, I was watching... A video of a minister sent to scare me in in, in America jogging. You know, you, you people mentioned that can a governor talk without security? Yes. He was there jogging without security. Somebody tweeted, "Can you do this in Nigeria?" Mm. A very fundamental yes. question. To you understand? These are things our leaders know what to do, but they will not do it. Okay, for instance, what is happening in Sudan? Look at our, our students. We said we are big brother Africa. Other <laughs> countries are living, uh, are taking their, their students out of the country. Nigerians, as we speak. In fact, yesterday I was watching a minister, what he was saying. I said, God. And I saw a video where a lady was crying, telling people where, in fact, where they are at that particular time. They want to cross a border. Nigerians was not allowed to cross the border. Africans, we are Africans, so, and we claim we are big brother, but we cannot cross till you have a visa. You're going to help us wrap up your thoughts quickly, okay? So what I'm trying to say is, yes, all this I what all this I say is that we don't have good leaders. Mm. All these things you are doing, everybody is 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 is, is looking for an appointment. Mm. Just look at Chimaloke. Look right. at what he's saying mm. in the newspaper headline. Does it mean that this person have the interest of the Southeast? Mm. 
Of course not. What he's only looking for is his own interest. Yeah. So all these politicians, they are looking for their own interest. All Nobody right. is coming to serve uh, Nigeria. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. 09055666699 or 08121877777. And you can be a part of the conversation on our social media platform, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and on Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning, Emeka. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where God are you calling you. us from? God bless you, my dear. This is an extravagant Malobi farm calling you from Joss. All right. Go ahead. 50 seconds, please. Yes, I think uh, let me drop an advice which uh, is going to help uh, Abigail and Emeka and the rest of us as Nigerians. One, I want to say lower your expectation from the incoming government. Why? Uh, yes. A lot of people who had who had uh, very high hopes and high expectations on President Muhammad Buhari, some of them have died of high blood pressure. Some are still going through high blood pressure because they expected so much. So they will say they were disappointed. The hot, the heat, the bank was uh, unprecedented and unimaginable. So for me, yeah. I have I have lowered my expectation to point zero 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 one. Wow, on, uh, <laughs> that's oh, quite low. You have no <laughs> expectations at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, this is because um, the, the, the if you look at the problems of Nigeria as we are today mm. in the area of education, area of insecurity, area of economy, and like, do you know that? Our debt rate has risen to forty six point something trillion naira. Mm. And uh, from the report we got as of last year that our internally generated revenue, we spent uh, 96 point something percent of it to service our debt. Yes, so, of course. So that's to tell you that if we generated 100 naira, we service our loan with 96 naira. Of course, that's what so, we did. Yeah, so we'll where, will, <laughs> where will that leave you? And I have come to the point where I have concluded, this is my personal opinion, mm. that our political elite, our leaders, are not patriotic. They don't have the interest of this country at heart. If you listen to, during campaign, our governor, right honorable Simon Bakola Long, who was the presidential chairman for Tinubu, who eventually is the president in waiting, he said that Tinubu has worked. No, he has invested. It is his time to chop. So what tells you, that's one of the reasons why I have dropped my expectation, because what Simon Lalone, Lalone said, and it tells you the mindset of the people coming to run our affairs, they are coming to chop. All right, Extra Malabi, you have to help us wrap up your thoughts quickly. Let me conclude by saying that these are transactional leaders. Mm. These are self, self, um, I don't, I don't, don't want to use the harsh word, but let me just say that these are transactional leaders who believe and Nigeria has become their business center. No. God bless you once more. Extravagant Malabi from yours. Thank you so much. To have a lovely day. Hello. Good morning. All right. Do well to call back 09055666699 or 08121877777. Those are the numbers to call to be a part of the show and www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello. Good morning. 
I do well to call us back. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, um, speaking of, you know, the whole issue with Sudan, one of the things that, you know, caught my attention is the number of Nigerian students in Sudan. I, I saw something just before you begin to talk. It's quite funny anyway. But I saw something um, and it was on Twitter and when um, Nigerian um, students in Sudan were asking that they be evacuated, someone put on a light and uh, is Nigeria that bad that we even have students in Sudan? Yes, it's that bad. Is that is that is that is is that is that terrible? Because Asu are going on strike every two week in market day. Mm. Polytechnics are going on strike every two week in market day. Um, secondary schools and primary schools do not have enough chairs, and teachers are not it's getting dilapidated. Paid. Everything is just anyhow. We are having ghost workers. People collecting salary are not teaching. Mm. So Nigeria educational system is that bad. That every single person, every most Nigerians that have any means at all, that they are treated out of this country for school, they will, they do that. So it, it, it's well, I know that you know uh, migration is a normal thing. People are going to move to different places for different reasons. If we have the the high amount of Nigerians in Africa countries schooling, it should tell us, give us an indication that our educational system is terrible, and we do not have. St- Exchange students. We, we do not have students from outside uh, com- the, no, coming no, into Nigeria no, no, to school. No, I don't know. I, I stand corrected. If anybody now. can give me statistics of how many uh, foreign students we have in Nigeria, then maybe I we, would. We used, we, and we used to have such before. We, we used, used to have, to, you know, yes. white, you know, um, and Westerners, you know, um, foreigners come to this country to learn in our universities. But these days, we are not. We don't even like our universities enough to stay back. And, and that's Nigerians just, don't even want we don't to, to stay. And, and that's why when, when people applaud politicians, I'm like, the basic things that makes the country successful are not being done. What exactly are we applauding them for? You don't have power. You don't have security. You and don't I have get education. Angry. I get angry when Nigerians, actually, I know, but I get really angry and sad when Nigerians applaud um Salary payment. You, you worked for I worked it. for this. Why am I You're thanking you for paying why should you something? I thank you? Why am I except I did not work for you to. If, hey, if you are giving money that's, for free, that's, that's different. Then like, oh, thank you so much for giving me this money. Or like they say, for dashing me the money. But you are not giving me the money for free. I worked for I worked it. For I it. put in hours to earn this. My so sweat. I'm not going to tell you thank you. But hey, welcome to our country. Welcome. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight. Seven 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 seven. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, good morning. Welcome yeah. to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Comrade Master Patrick Okoro Krafu. I'm calling from Village village in Angulos. Good morning, Mekam. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. The results have shown that in Nigeria, no incoming government has an agenda. That is why we have all these problems. What do you mean agenda? That is the roadmap. What you are going to. Everybody comes into the office by chance. And that is why we see all these uh, problems, 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 problems. But the question is this. Nigerians, are they ready to focus their attention? And you saw what is happening in Sudan. Mm. You saw how American government sent military men with their C-120 and their jet to evacuate their people. Show me any African countries have done. So the African countries that evacuated their people, they went there, that was last week, before Mayhem uh, took the delay of that thing. That is why in Nigeria today, people refuse, Nigeria refuses to vote in, to campaign for people that are ready to deliver. That, this is our turn. This is our turn. Well, 
let us continue this accord. But it's so unfortunate that the youth of Nigeria, they don't want to, to move on. That is why every day you use, look at the, the high rate of unemployment in Nigeria, both debt, service, and everything. But mm -hmm. how do we move? The area we sit down and focus our attention on the betterment of this country, the better. But we sit down and start looking for three major things in Nigeria religion, pride, and sectionalism. If we cannot actually forget about all this, good morning, Mazu Kapo from Blue Village in Anglojos. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Hello. Good morning. Hello, Adika. Good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? America, God bless you, people. Amen. Thank you so much. Every coming may have an agenda. Even when you are coming to JFM, but you are doing very well. Thank you so much. We didn't get your it name and where you are calling us from. We enjoy it. Your presentation there has kept us awake. Thank you very much. So what are we talking about? Make available to the people we are governing. The whole issue has started now. John Ketan from UK to France to German to British to... And that is continuing. At the initial, you know, you decide to ask a question. And that's my question. That's my theory. In my first one, 111 is the law. The, the first question was, can a law changes color vis-a-vis -vis the principle of law? The answer is no. It cannot change. The man did not call and I let this know. It's coming to continue where where is that stop? Clearly said it. And it's on the ground, it's everywhere. You see, what we are saying is that Buhari is talking about twenty to nine croissant. You see Sudan. One quarter of African nations are in crisis. Why? Bad governance, ethnic and the religious uh, profiling, this and that. And the worst is that the Western world are watching us. They watch until when we begin to blow iron, and this is before they come, sending their arms and ammunition to certain Nigerians. Yes. They are our godfather politically, economically. They refuse to help us. And before you know it, these two general consensus will be getting over to London and German for, for, for their, for their duties. They won't question them. African leaders are doing all this they are doing. But they cannot control us. What is the meaning of that? They're not doing the right thing. Well, finally, make, I don't want to blow too much. You should have uh, telling Ovi, do you take a parallel on what concern him with it to be? Mm -hmm. Ovi You're going to have him. to help us wrap up your thoughts quickly. Uh, 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 well, he should sit there and allow the man to pursue a, a, a legitimate cause. All right. Please and please. Ovi has a case, and he's going to, well, let's say, I don't want to be empty, the judicial, what they call it. Good morning, have a nice day, Mecca. God bless you. All right, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Have <laughs> a lovely day. Yes, you can be a part of the conversation on our social media platform. Or Facebook is facebook.com forward slash GFM Joss. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at GFM Joss. Do well to follow us there and also be a part of the conversation this morning. Um, we're just asking, what well, we need to ask questions. We need to know um, these officials that we have put or we've elected, what would they be doing for the people? On Facebook this morning, Sokiesh Tong says, Good morning, JFM lovers and peace-loving people of Platy State. As a matter of fact, this outgoing administration has done little or nothing at all on the promises they made in 2015. In fact, Nigerians are in more hardship now than before. We are hoping and praying that this incoming administration will do well for Nigerians. A deputy prime minister is resigning on account of bullying. Here, people are killed and nobody is saying anything. 
advise Caleb slash PO, please appoint people of good character in offices. Sunday, Moses FVFV says, comparing our past and present leaders, I think and believe the present government under President Muhammad Buhari is by far the worst in the history of this country. Is like appointing a village farmer as your bank manager. Sunday, this is quite harsh. Really Kevin harsh. Lewis then Shark says, if the lawmakers cannot pass a bill that prohibits all public office holders from going to school and medical tourism abroad, and now and a bill that will mandate the president to construct a refinery for fuel stability that will translate to economic growth and development in Nigeria, then there will be a total waste of resources to Nigerians. Ayodele Agbabiaka says, when you say we should ask questions, I ask too. How will I ask questions to someone I never voted for? I want him. I don't want him. He forced himself on me. How can I ask such questions? Such people will never listen to millions of followers who fail to vote him. I don't trust this person except they prove themselves wrong. Nigeria will go better if the court gets it right. Danjuma Katai says they should remove presidential immunity. That is when we will have true democracy in Nigeria. Omo. If there's no immunity for governors and presidents, it's a big honor there. <laughs> My prayer is that many that may Almighty Allah guide, protect, and direct the incoming administration in the right path and do the needful to the masses who voted them in. Peter Agnes says, I don't think democracy will exist in Nigeria, to be sincere. I am very disheartened and heartbroken with what happened on the 25th of February. A lot of Nigerians were not happy because it wasn't what we voted that was given. And to be honest, this present administration has failed us in terms of security. Foodstuff has skyrocketing. A lot of bandits, Fulani herdsmen, kidnappers, etc. Well, we pray and hope for a better Nigeria and for the leaders. May God give them the ability, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to lead us out of this bondage we found ourselves. And finally, Anda Ohiga Anda says, The outgoing National Assembly is weak. The incoming should step up the game and deliver on the mandate bestowed on them. I know that somebody said some of the things that we're saying seems to be fantasy, but a lot of Nigerians are just hoping that things go better. Nigerians are tired and they just want to see changes occur. And I know that, um, as extravagant Malubi said, we should zero down our expectations on Nigerians. Uh, <laughs> uh, expectations. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't want to lower the expectation. On Twitter, Geoffrey Nanbi says, the media should do well by telling Nigerians the truth. The president-elect said he wants to continue the good work of, pres of Mr. President. What is the good work of, of, the, of Mr. President of killing Abi? Let us tell ourselves the truth, please. Well, um, being hopeful or optimistic does not mean you don't see the truth. We see the truth, but as, as, as well, just to help Nigerians go by the day. And I think Nigerians have done themselves pretty well by finding, even in the hardship, things that make us laugh and keep us... Um, yeah, we're happy people. We're really happy people and try to keep our heads sane in, in the situation. I, even though I know sometimes it might it might seem like we running away from the truth. Well, you can't, as they say, you can't come and kill yourself. You can't come and kill yourself. You have and to be die in the process. So stay hopeful. Stay, stay optimistic. Hopeful. We try to make sure you stay hopeful. And stay asking questions, James. Tomorrow on Let's Talk, we'll look at the economy. We'll look at the price of local rice that have skyrocketed. Why to is that affecting so much? 
I eat rice a lot. If, oh, no wonder. Yeah, I, I, I personally never knew local rice correctly. Yeah, I, and we'll look at um, the importation of importation of granite oil and how much we have spent on, on some of the and all of those things mm. right here. And on the close borders. Yes, by tomorrow. You want to keep your dust locked on to J101.9 FM. Come 10 o'clock, the news comes up. From myself, Abigail Simon, do make sure you have a lovely Monday and enjoy the public holiday. I'm from Emeka. Stay out of trouble and spread love. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.